From the studios of WFN, this is Mike Son, Francesca on the fan on this Thursday, the 8th day of June. Like most of the world, I've been uh, watching the testimony this morning, so I'm sure most of America has been. Uh, so we have a lot to do today. We have uh, Joe Girardi, of course. Uh, we'll probably have CeCe Sabathia. We were working on Judge. I don't know where that stands. We'll have to wait and see. Um, after a good Yankee win... Uh, but we begin uh, probably for the final time because there won't be much drama after this with a uh, game three that really was a very much a revenge game for, because to me the feeling I had last night at the end of that was the the devastation the heartbreaking uh, defeats that Golden State suffered last year in losing that championship. The way they were rocked, the way they were just devastated by what went on. That's how devastated the city of Cleveland and the Cavaliers were as they walked off the floor last night in a game that looked like was going to get them back in the series and then completely uh, spun out of control in the, in the final three minutes of the game as uh, Golden State behind Durant uh, ran off the last 11 points of the game and now takes a 3 nothing lead and for all intents and purposes ends the series, whether it ends in four or ends in five. Doesn't really seem to make much difference now. They're not coming back from 3 nothing down against a team that is uh, very much a superior, especially now that Thompson has found his offense and he found it in a very big way last night. And then Durant put on the finishing touch. And what I'll say about this game, and I'm sure we will uh, spend some time on it, as we will with uh, the Yankee game and CC's performance and some of the other things that happened uh, last night. But what I'll take from the game is this. Um, I'm still not ha- I wasn't happy with some of the stuff Lou did in terms especially of pace. Mark Jackson brought that up finally last night. I thought it was still way too quick, especially in the first half of the game. It slowed down a little bit in the second half. But the bottom line was, last night, despite his performance, my problem at the end of the game was, and this might be unfair from a standpoint of what he's being asked to do in terms of how many minutes he has to log because he cannot leave the floor. Uh, I thought in the last two minutes, last night, LeBron James, especially from the 222 mark on, has got to take the game in his hands, and he did not. He decided to play proper basketball, which meant pass the love for a layup that he misses, pass to an open cover for a shot that he misses, allowing Irving that the possession once they got down one, which Irving unbelievably did not turn into a two-for-one, which they had to have. Otherwise, they're at the mercy of the clock, which they wound up being. So those three, forget the last possession when uh, Iguodala knocked the ball out of his hands. That was a good play by Iguodala. But again, it was probably too late at that point. The bottom line is, at those three possessions, and in the second half, they clearly had run a lot of traps and double teams. He made proper passes. They hit some shots. Irving made some great drives. So I understand first half, they play him straight up. He scores 27. Second half, he does the proper thing and gets rid of the ball when he's doubled. Last night, though, late, he had to say, I can't leave this to anybody else. I have to do this myself and get to the front of the rim or get to the foul line and win this game. And instead, they don't score in those minutes. Is it a proper pass to Love and he misses a layup? Yes, but you know what? You can't make it at that point. 
Is it a proper pass to Corver? Yeah, it is, but not at that point. You cannot leave it to Corver to hit an open three. Even though he's one of the great three shooters of all time, cannot there. It has got to be about him and him taking it in his own hands. And, and maybe it was just sheer exhaustion because of what he's asked to do every step of that game on both ends of the floor. I mean, the perfect example, when he came out of the game just to get a minute's rest at the end of the first quarter, a first quarter that he had dominated, they ran off 10 straight points in the one minute he was off the floor. One minute they ran off a 10 nothing run. The minute he was off the floor last night, they were outscored 12-0. So he can't even take even a breath off and if you're allowing younger players like Durant and Curry and Thompson to play a maximum of 38 to 40 minutes and you're going to make him play 46, 46 hard at both ends, I don't think he can do that anymore. And I think you've seen him get tired, despite his protests, get tired at the end of these tremendous performances late. I think he's exhausted last night again at the end of the game. But last night... I put it on him in those final three minutes. He had got to get to the basket and score, as he has done throughout this series, at a very high percentage. Again, last night at a very high percentage. And the bottom line is, I don't have a problem with him trying to reconnect with some of his players in the second half against traps and double teams, but not in the final three minutes. And it cost them dearly, and they wind up with a devastating, and there's no other word, devastating loss. Lou's problem to me was this. Pace way too fast at multiple times. That came back to hurt them. And number two, how he did not stress or have it conveyed that they had to get a two-for-one. Had to get a two-for-one on that possession when Irving dribbled the ball away, dribbled the clock away, and then turned the game into a one-possession game where they had a foul. So a dis- And they fouled the wrong person. They had the ball in, in, in Iguodala's hands and greens and didn't get the foul called. They got the foul against the wrong player, obviously. And Durant, give him credit, he made big shot after big shot down the stretch. It had been a quiet game till the fourth quarter. And then, obviously, boom, 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 he makes two threes a layup and two foul shots dominates the last three minutes. And those three minutes will be the decisive minutes of this series, because if it had been a series and I don't think they would have won it anyway, I think it was asking way too much to hope. All you have to look at is the fact that in last night's game, a night where they get what they need from their top two players, their third player goes one for nine from the floor. And, Golden State's third player scores 30 points while playing great defense, scores 30 points on 11 for 18 shooting in Thompson. That's the difference. That is, and you can start there, but it also adds up when you add in Green and add in Livingston and add in even West and add in Iguodala and add in what they are allowed, how they can score and then realize the Extra players on Cleveland just cannot score. You go down the list, Don Williams just shouldn't even be on the floor. Shumpet gives you his effort defensively, tries to give you edge, cannot score. Jefferson gives you hustle, dives to the floor for loose balls, can't score. Those three players, 0 for 9 from the floor. The Golden State players I gave you off the end of the bench, Iguodala, Livingston, West, the bottom guys there, shot 8 for 14, 8 for 14, 0 for 9, 1 for 9, 
11 for 18. Forget the two top players on each team. The oh, what you even though if you take Curry and Durant and then take Irving and LeBron, it's not enough to make up one for nine versus a thirty point third scorer, and then a bench where one is efficient, scores, hits open shots, hits threes, and one doesn't. And last night Cleveland, which has been a three team, made twelve threes but took forty four threes in the game. Their lack of conversion, their inability to just separate because they couldn't get the extra scorers in the game at any point. See, to me, the last three minutes, like I said, Durant made his shots. LeBron could not play the way he did. He had got to get, he's got to take the shots himself. He didn't. They didn't score. I put that on him. Despite the game he had last night, which was, you know, a game that people would, you know, dream about ever having in a final 39 points, 11 rebounds, nine assists. I mean, but the point is he had to do that, but I think a, it's not with his mentality, not to play properly. Number one. And number two, I think he's tied at the end of the games because he has given such dramatic effort just to keep his team alive against the explosiveness of this team and their quick strike ability. The fact they hit 10 points when he leaves the court in the first quarter. Every time you let down, they knock off eight or nine straight points, and then they let down at the worst minute at the end, and they hit with the last 11, and they go on to win the game and deliver a death blow to Cleveland. And that's going to be it. I mean, listen, if you were looking for competitiveness, they had a win last night. They didn't. And now this will be a question of whether they're perfect or not. That will be for history. So if they get the fourth one, it will help them historically. If they don't, won't mean much in the you know translation years from now. Durant's going to get his championship. Finally, he'll get that off his back. You won't have to hear what he's been hearing for years, which will make it a very pleasant summer for him as he will start to be treated probably the way he's deserved to be treated uh, through the years. He's an, he is an uh, unstoppable offensive player who now is on a team with other players who just become a force offensively. And they are a force offensively, there's no question. Even even at times when Cleveland played well, they couldn't shake the fact that that team has A, hurt Cleveland on the boards in every game and has made open threes religiously throughout these series. That's the difference. Their players do not miss open three opportunities. If they don't have a hand in their face on every three, they are a threat to make every three. And it's not just the big three. It's all of them. You can go seven, eight deep, and they'll all, except the big man, go out there and make three after three after three. And they add up. They really do. Last night, Cleveland makes 12, and still, still, they get outscored by 12 points on a three line. So if you take everything else into account, they still get outscored by by 12 points on the three line. And it's just very hard to overcome. And to do it, you're going to need youthful defenders who can play them with speed and play them in the open floor. And Cleveland's moving away from that, not 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 towards that. Because obviously their great player is getting older. And ask this year 
to do even more than he was asked to do last year, if that's possible, when we thought the effort was unbelievable. The numbers have been great, but the fourth quarters have been very trying because I think he wears down in these games. I don't think there's any question about it. He's tired. He's tired. They go to the double teams. That forces him to either plow through double teams or give the ball up, and there's not enough there for them to get anything done in those situations. And that was the case again last night where they needed one more shot to go down from somebody, and they weren't able to knock it down. So that will pretty much put the lid on our basketball season for anything except the formalities. And uh, Golden State and now Cleveland can think about whether they can close a gap. I don't know how they'll do that. But right now, unless something happens, that team is going to be very, very tough for a couple of years with the uh, amount of talent they have unless, you know, somebody can't be signed, which we'll have to wait and see how that plays out once they've won their championship, which now is just a mere formality. We've got a lot to do today, as we said. Joe Girardi, we should hear from CeCe. Uh, don't know what's going on with Judge. We had hoped to have him uh, today. CC with a tremendous performance. And really, right now, is actually compensating for what you're not getting from Tanaka. You're getting from CC, which has made it. And Carter, I thought, who has gotten hot with the bat now, I thought got robbed from a home run last night. You're not going to get the call in Yankee Stadium, but I thought that fan, if he had just sat in his seat and let that ball come to him, I think I don't think it would have been caught. I think it would have been a home run. But it was a bad break, and in, in your building, you're not going to get that call. Uh, nor do I think you should. But the bottom line is, I thought Carter had his second in the game last night, and he did obviously have a uh, one of his rare big nights offensively at first base in what was a, a good Yankee win. So we got a lot to get to today. As we said, the Yankee manager, we have Yankee tickets to give away. We have Yankees for the Angels. We have Yankees for the Orioles. We obviously have our tickets to give away for the November 15th. We'll play our uh, Grand Slam giveaway. Today's team, the 86 Mets. That's today's team. As a matter of fact, our 1 o'clock guy is none other than Wally Backman, who is always the topic of conversation. So he is our 1 o'clock player, 1986 Mets. Today's team will give away two uh, VIP tickets in the 5 o'clock hour. 120 on this Thursday. Here's the McMahon.